Hello and welcome to Our UFOs Real with T.L. Keller. This edition of Our UFOs Real is brought to you by the Total Novices Guide Books. I'm T.L. Keller, author and former aerospace engineer at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, British Aerospace, and Douglas Aircraft, among others. On this program, we'll be looking into the myths and realities of unidentified flying objects, what most of us call UFOs. Why do people continue to report sightings of UFOs? Why do they report abductions, crop circles, and other highly strange events? All opinions expressed on this show are the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of webtalkradio.net. And by the way, if you're a skeptic or you've had a UFO experience of your own and would like to appear on this show, at the end of the program we'll announce how to contact us. So strap yourself in and buckle up. You're in for a ride of your lifetime. We have a very unusual show for you today. Today's guest is Barbara Lamb. Now, Barbara is a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified hypnotherapist, and regression therapist. And some of you are probably wondering, well, why would we have someone like that on this show? As you may know, Barbara Lamb is also a crop circle researcher, and she's doing, been doing this for a number of years. And she's the author of Crop Circles Revealed. Good afternoon, Barbara Lamb. Hello, Tom. Nice to be back with you. Well, I'm uh, glad that uh, you're able to join us for our actually our third session on Are UFOs Real? We're uh, delighted to have you back. You know, well, today you. we have a different subject. Previously, you have talked about uh, the extraterrestrial hybridization program. Mm -hmm. In fact, we had a, a couple of... Um, programs on that, and uh, if uh, someone would like to hear those, they're available on webtalkradio.net in the archives. But today we're going to talk about something uh, quite different. Um, Barbara, it turns out, is also a uh, crop circle researcher. She is an author uh, of a book called Crop Circles Revealed, and additionally, uh, Barbara is uh, going to be escorting uh, this year, as in every year, uh, recently at least, um, a tour to uh, the United Kingdom during the summer, and you uh, conduct a, a tour of the new crop circles that have been formed uh, during the most recent period. Isn't that right? Oh, absolutely right. Yes, and this year the tour's dates are Monday, July 30th, until the next Monday, August 6th. I see. Yeah, uh, and that's right in the heart of the crop circle phenomenon. In other words, we're not only geographically in the most central place where uh, so many of the crop circles happen, uh, but we're at the prime time uh -huh. when, according from other years, anyway, um, that's the time when there are lots of crop circles that have already appeared, and they are still appearing, uh, sometimes every day or every other day during that particular time period. And it's also before 
the fields that the crop circles appear in, the crops have been harvested. So I think it's absolutely ideal to be there at that time. I'm sure it is. Uh, now, these are located uh, generally in the south-central uh, area of England, are they not? Yes, and I think we could even say more specifically in the, uh, a bit more in the southwest area of England, uh-huh. particularly Wiltshire County, mm-hmm. um, although some happen in neighboring counties like Somerset and Hampshire County, and Oxfordshire and Berkshire, which they Cambridge uh, too, as well, I believe. Uh, Cambridge has had some, and around Oxford, um, down toward the southern coast, a bit more in Essex um, and Kent County too. Mm-hmm. But really, the primary area where they tend to happen more than any other every summer is Wiltshire County. Mm-hmm which is absolutely beautiful, Tom. It's just beautiful, rolling, undulating hills, and it's very, very pretty farm country and um, has a lot of ancient megalithic stone sites in that county as well, mm-hmm. uh, such as Stonehenge, yes. which yeah. most people are aware of. And then there's also another, not as well-known, but just as auspicious stone site called Avebury. Mm-hmm. The Avebury Circle. Avebury Circles, yeah. In mm-hmm. fact, it's two right. large circles of these giant megalithic stones. And so it's not quite as noticeable and outstanding as Stonehenge, but probably equally important. Mm-hmm. And both mm-hmm. dating back from, oh, you know, a few thousand years ago. So, uh, and they're still there, so we can visit them and feel the energies there. And it seems like a lot of the crop circles are placed relatively near these ancient stone megalithic sites. There's something about the energy, we think, I see. of those sites. We do know that these stone sites do have a special uh, resonation of energy. Mm-hmm. And so do the uh, genuine crop circles. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there may be a connection, and these crop circles often seem to be placed on ley lines, that's L-E-Y, lines of energy that run through the earth. And uh, very often the crop circles will happen on a ley line, or even more specifically, where two or three of these ley lines happen to cross at a certain point. And that's kind of a highly energized place in the earth and that's where a lot of the crop circles mm-hmm. seem to land they seem to be attracted to the uh, power points yeah you know before we um, get much further we need to sort of um, explain what a crop circle is now these are designs often geometric designs that have been formed in a grain field uh, yes. grains might be um, wheat or barley or rapeseed, and what are some of the others? Uh, uh, yes, those are two, the two most common, wheat and uh, rapeseed, uh, or otherwise called oilseed canola, that might be more familiar uh-huh. to us Americans. Uh, they also appear in barley crops, and occasionally in oats. 
they can also appear in crops that we don't hear as much about, like flax mm-hmm. and linseed, the plants that linseed oil actually comes from. Mm-hmm. And then in other countries, including the U.S., in some locations, crop circles appear in shorter crops, uh, such as spinach or soy crops, soybean crops, mm-hmm. um, or even beets or uh, Scottish heather plants. We had um, some uh, three crop circles back in 1996 that suddenly appeared in a hillside near Laguna Beach in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And the crop on the hills was not a grain crop, uh, but was um, like a, a, a steep hillside full of these Scottish heather plants. And so they were laid down into three crop circles mm-hmm. mysteriously one night. In fact, um, crop circles have been uh, formed uh, in many different uh, uh, countries. I, I believe uh, Japan, for example, uh, uh, yes. Germany, uh, yeah. and uh, elsewhere. So it's it's well, not something that's true. just located in uh, in the UK. You know, right. uh, speaking worldwide. of the UK, sorry. It seems to be a worldwide phenomenon. Yes. Um, maybe not every country in the world has had crop circles, but many of them have, in, including in Southeast Asia and Mexico and Africa, all over Europe, uh, Russia, Korea had a really beautiful one a couple of years ago, really complex and gorgeous. And then we have them in the U.S. as well. Now, in um, 1991, uh, there were uh, two gentlemen uh, in in uh, the U.K. that uh, came forward and claimed that uh, they had made all of the crop circles in England. Oh, uh, I know. These two uh, retirees, in fact, uh, were yeah. named uh, Doug Bauer and David Chorley. That's right. And uh, they had quite a splash in the... Um, in the local uh, tabloid newspapers, and uh, word got around the world uh, rather rapidly. Mm-hmm. And they claimed that uh, they would go out into some of these um, barley fields, and uh, you know, using some kind of uh, uh, a, a pole to jump over from the existing tram lines into uh, an uncut area. They would then put down boards and uh, create uh, all of these designs that uh, were uh, coming out in the uh, in the UK over a period of years uh, yeah. and they would basically knock down the plants um, uh, the grain uh, stalks in a uh, organized sort of fashion and yeah. create these um, geometric uh, designs and I think well, after uh, that came out uh, Probably most Americans assume that uh, crop circles were done by Do- uh, Doug and Dave and their uh, descendants and their colleagues, uh-huh. associates. Uh-huh, but right. um, well, it's, it's pretty hard uh, that you mention that. Sorry, it's very interesting that you mention that because <laughs> that in 90- September of 1991 uh, that happened and somehow. Uh, Doug and Dave got interviewed by a British newspaper, and then uh, the United Press 
International uh, news line uh, picked that up and sent that out all over the world. And, um, and it was completely a hoax that they had made all the crop circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but a lot of people believed it because they took it at face value. Of course. There are still many people in England who think, oh, well, we don't have to pay any attention to that because those big designs, these crop circles are just made by Doug and Dave or other blokes <laughs> from the local pub. Well, it turned out that uh, there were some investigations done about Doug and Dave, and and one newspaper um, actually almost forced them to go out in the field one afternoon and make a crop circle. And it turned out that that crop circle was really messy and sloppy and unkempt and mashed and squashed, which was so different than many of the other crop circles which were laid down absolutely pristinely and beautifully um, with no mashing or destruction of the plants. So when they were forced to the test, which not very many people know about, um, they they really failed miserably in making a really nice crop circle. Mm-hmm. And But unfortunately, the United Press International did not pick up that news item and did not spread that around the world like they had about the first rumor. And so lots of people still believe, oh, yes, they're just man-made. And you know what, Tom? Some of the crop circles are man-made, even in this day and age. All these years later, there are some, a few teams of young men who can really do a pretty good job, and they can make a nice-looking crop circle. But there's a big difference between the man-made crop circles and the crop circles which we call genuine or real. And the genuine or real ones are made by some source that does not seem to be people, uh, some source that is from off-planet, it certainly seems, And it's still, to this moment, unproven as to exactly what that source is. But the genuine crop circles are really more beautiful and usually much more intricate in design and done more perfectly. And they have a great increase of energies in them as compared to the man-made ones. And they can have 17 different biophysical changes in the plants that have been laid down in these genuine crop circles. Whereas with the man-made crop circles, the only change that happens is that they're, they're broken at the point where they're bent over just an inch or so above the surface of the soil in the, that field. And um, they're broken, and so the plants die. And, of course, they become lifeless and listless and lusterless, whereas in the genuine crop circles, they continue to grow because there's been no damage to the plants. And they ripen, and they come to full maturity, and they retain that life look, that life luster 
uh, throughout the whole life of the crop circle. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we look for some of these changes, uh, those of us who really investigate this phenomenon, and we go in with instrumentation and dowsing rods and pendulums, electrostatic voltmeters, magnetometers, etc., and infrared cameras sometimes, and uh, we really check out each crop circle. The genuine ones show these real changes, increases in energy, and they show that the plants are still living, and very often we can see some of these uh, biophysical changes that have happened to the plants, um, including things like this beautiful smooth rounded bend where the crop has been bent over an inch above the ground and um, sometimes the growth nodes are swollen in these real crop circles sometimes uh, because there seems to be high heat applied in the genuine ones that some of the many of the plants have blown a hole in the growth node from the inside of the plant in order to allow that excess heat to escape. And if it didn't do that, those plants would probably die. Mm -hmm. So we see lots of changes, including uh, these seeds near the top of the stalk. In a wheat field, for instance, the seeds have very often in the real ones been sort of misshapen and shrunken. Uh, dwarfed in a way so they look like they wouldn't be good seeds however if those crop circle seeds from the real crop circles are planted in a garden next to control samples which could even be just outside of the crop circle in the same crop in the same field that the ones from inside the crop circle grow typically 45 to 50 percent faster, taller, sturdier, um, more lustrous, and even, they say, uh, more nutritious than the regular sample, the soil samples or the uh, seed samples from outside the crop circle. Yes. So there really, really are differences. And that's part of the fun of being a crop circle investigator since Um, 1991 is the first summer that I have been over there investigating crop circles and I've been doing this every summer since and believe me with every crop circle I go into I really get down on my hands and knees and study the crops and look for any changes and I'm uh, measuring the energies or not no energies changes in the um, man-made crop circles and look for all kinds of indications that this one is either either um, genuine or man-made. So it's a wonderful ongoing investigation that many of us are involved in. I think um, two of the uh, most uh, interesting uh, crop, crop circles to me was the one that uh, was discovered in 1991 it was uh, located about oh, 10 miles uh, south of Cambridge, I believe, and it was called, uh, using the name Mandelbrot Set. Oh, and yes. It's this was uh, a formation of uh, greater than 100 feet in, um, in diameter, and it's, uh, it's hard to describe over, uh, 
uh, over uh, our discussion here, but mm -hmm. it's based upon a arithmetic uh, progression, and yes, it's uh, quite intricate and elaborate, mm -hmm. and uh, it can be it basically is the same design as what would come out if you plotted uh, on a from a computer uh, a particular uh, arithmetic formula. Uh, yes. And that's uh, certainly very unusual. And then uh, mm -hmm. the other one that's always fascinated me is the one that uh, I heard uh, Linda Moulton Howe uh, discuss at a, um, I believe it was at a MUFON uh, presentation some some while back, um, mm -hmm. where she described this uh, spiral-looking crop circle. And if someone finally... Um, uh, determined that the the, uh, the intricate designs actually related to the arithmetic term pi, and that I I can't remember where that was located. Uh, do well, you, you know? I do know that was uh, yes, uh, Barbary a location called Barbary Castle ah, in Wiltshire okay. County, England, and it was it appeared on June eighth, two thousand eight, and this was a really remarkable crop circle, and it was in a barley crop, mm -hmm. and that has meaning because barley is a very fluffy-looking crop. It, it's a, a tall, thin stem for each stalk, and then it kind of curves over into almost like a boa feather look with the seeds in that fluffy part, and, um, and so this beautiful crop circle appeared overnight very quickly, and it was perfectly laid down. Every stalk was in perfect alignment with every other stalk, and it did have several sort of spiral um, or like spiral ring sort of shapes inside, and each one had a little ratchet shape somewhere along the yes. line. And they kind of spiraled in from toward the outside toward the center. And each little ratchet uh, was at the perfect distance from the next ratchet. In other words, um, it, these little ratchets were showing decimals in this pie formation. They were 10 decimals in all, and they were in the perfect relationship to each other according to this design in perfect proportions. So in a way, uh, this was one of, if not the most, complex crop circles that have ever appeared in all of these years. So a perfect pictorial representation of the mathematical principle of pi. Yes. And, Tom, there was another one of this type last summer, July 4th, 2011, um, also in Wiltshire, but in a very different location near a little tiny, tiny town called Honey Street near Alton Barnes, where a lot of the crop circles traditionally have happened. But this particular pie formation um, was more like... Um, uh, instead of a circular form with the decimals inside it, this was kind of stretched out 
over several hundred feet with a circle at one end laid down and a circle of the same size at the other end. And then in the middle, kind of along a straight pathway connecting those two circles, it looks almost like some very unknown kind of writing, as if maybe this had come from uh, some source that's not of planet Earth. Mm -hmm. That's what I was aware of. I went into that crop circle twice and really checked it out. Now, what I didn't realize, because I'm not that well acquainted with math and with the concept of pi, um, I realized later uh, from other people's research that that very same pattern I'm talking about is another way of depicting the mathematical number of pi. Mm So that's interesting as well. Now, the um, the issue, I guess, or the question uh, that are that's on uh, many people's minds is that if uh, Doug and Dave and his friends are are not uh, creating these Mandelbrot sets and uh, um, these intricate designs in uh, these grain fields, uh, in fact, not just in the UK, but uh, in other countries as well. What is causing all of this? <laughs> and you must um, you must have a theory or two as to uh, what you think, uh, uh, who or, or what uh, is uh, doing this. Oh, What's yeah. your uh, best uh, answer on that? <laughs> that actually is a multi-million dollar question. And I must say that I don't know that there could be any individual on the earth who could for sure totally accurately, reliably have that answer. But we do have many theories. And I think that most of the theories about these genuine crop circles that are not made by people must be coming from some intelligence, number one. Uh, something is very intelligent and very creative and with a lot of artistic ability seems to be laying down these beautiful patterns. Uh, The patterns are always perfect in whatever the pattern is. Um, It's not just a rambling happenstance uh, little doodle. I mean, they all have very specific designs which are carried out immaculately. So we think there's there's some intelligence from somewhere else other than the Earth. So many people will uh, make that a little bit more defined and say, oh, it must be from extraterrestrials, you know, who live on other planets or just live out there on crafts in space. And they come, and usually in the dark of night, uh, they make these mysterious patterns. That may very well be, I myself am very open to that idea because I do a lot of work um, in my therapy, psychotherapy practice, of regressing people to um, encounters that they've had with extraterrestrial beings. Hundreds of people and, and even a couple of thousand regressions to people's encounters with these beings. So I'm uh, very open to the idea that it may be from them. It could be, um, on the other hand, that the intelligence that makes these crop circles um, has more of a spirit form. It might be uh, from some other dimension, a less physical, less dense dimension or frequency 
of reality. That certainly is a possibility. Um, it's been suggested uh, by one person who just happened to be my son, who visited crop circles with me one year. Um, he said, you know, maybe it's from spirits who used to live here in this land in England, you know, maybe many centuries ago, and they've come back now to the same territory to give new messages that they probably wouldn't have given back then if they'd been able to do such a thing. Um, so extraterrestrials, other dimensional beings, spirit beings, maybe. Now, there are other more practical theories, too, that have never been proved, um, but such as the British military, according to this particular idea, the British military has a certain kind of beam technology that they may be able to uh, send down into the fields with a pre-designed pattern, like a, a template perhaps on a computer, and form the patterns. I personally uh, don't subscribe to that idea, but I know some people do have that as one of the theories. Mm -hmm. Other people also feel that maybe there's something about the Earth itself, about Mother Earth, Gaia, as it is often referred to, some intelligence of the Earth that is somehow pulling down the plants from inside the Earth into particular patterns. So um, there probably are more theories than that, but those are some of the ones that uh, people speak about the most. So basically, Tom, it still is a mystery, but we do know it's intelligent. It certainly seems to be deliberate. Uh, no matter where they're coming from, uh, these crop circle patterns do seem to be here to wake us up. I mean, they obviously want people to see them. Uh, they want people to pay attention. They want people to ask questions. Like, what is there in reality that we haven't really known about before this? What what else is there of intelligence in reality that is communicating with us in this particular way? So I think that we can call crop circles kind of a wake-up call. And one of the things I think it's waking us up about is about the Earth itself, and that the earth needs good care by us humans instead of all the polluting and destroying and ruining of the earth that we're doing in so many places. I think it's like a message saying, hey, wake up and realize you're on this very precious planet with this precious earth and soil and growing materials and you're growing the grains of life you know, the food sustenance of life is grown in the earth. So pay attention, be aware, treat the earth more kindly, more healthfully. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, they seem, it seems apparent, at least in my opinion, that there's some kind of message or messages from one or more intelligent minds, if you can put oh, it that yes. way. I think so. Uh, Maybe um, we're not looking at just one intelligent mind. Maybe we're being visited by a number of different uh, 
beings or um, uh, intelligent creatures um, mm-hmm. from various sources. Uh, now you well, mentioned uh, so. you mentioned those uh, that might be coming uh, from uh, extraterrestrial planets uh, in, mm-hmm. in in vehicles. You sure. also mentioned uh, the possibilities that some might be coming through other dimensions, yes. uh, basically um, uh, multi-dimensional beings. Um, yes, yes. Also, um, obviously, some of these are being done by uh, uh, misguided youth <laughs> who have nothing <laughs> better to do than try to uh, amuse and bemuse uh, uh, people like us. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you mentioned the uh, the military. Now, in in some cases, I've read that uh, British helicopters have, in fact, been seen uh, oh, yes. in the immediate area where uh, crop circles have recently been formed. Isn't that true? Well, that's right. We don't see them before a new crop circle is formed, uh-huh. but we do very frequently see um, British military helicopters, sometimes unmarked helicopters, yeah. uh, flying over a new crop circle. Mm-hmm. And somehow they get word of it very quickly, and they send their helicopters out there, and they are probably videotaping and photographing the crop circle. And any of us who happen to be in them, <laughs> by the way, at the time, <laughs> and that we figured that's okay. No harm Your name is on the that. list, in other words, huh? It, it might be. <laughs> uh, but, of course, you know, sometimes we wear sun hats, and so our faces are not that terrifically um, evident from the air, from the point of view of somebody in a helicopter. But yes, the British military does seem to have um, a lot of interest in this, but whether they've had any part in designing the crop circles or laying them down, Mm -hmm. we don't know. I think there's no evidence that's come to light so far that anything like that has happened, but we do know that they are definitely interested. And many people are interested. That's one of the really fun things, the most wonderful things about being interested in crop circles and visiting them is that we meet people from literally all over the world mm-hmm. who've come to England at a particular time in the spring or summer uh, to visit these crop circles. And that, and they seem to be uh, lovely people who are interested in the mysteries and want to experience that for themselves. So in a way, it's um, having the wonderful effect, I think, of pulling together, bringing together people from many, many different areas of the world, bringing them together in a happy phenomenon, bringing us together in a peaceful way where we make friends with each other and share something very positive. I mean, how much better is that than bringing people together in war where they're killing each other? You know, this yes, very true. The opposite kind of thing. People are coming to explore the mystery and to be friendly and open and very cooperative with each other. I I think that's lovely. Every summer I meet people from quite a number of different countries. And they come well, some, all the uh, way to England from wherever they come from, as I do from California. That's a long way, 6,000 miles. And they come from all over 
full of this curiosity and openness and sense of wonder. It's really nice to experience. Mm -hmm. Some years ago, I saw a a video of a crop circle uh, while it was apparently being formed. And there was an, an orb or what is basically a ball of bright light. It looked like it was about the size of a beach ball, uh, possibly a little larger. And it um, entered into this area of a grain field and uh, moved around. uh, And basically, uh, it's almost like it mowed down um, this uh, particular formation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure you must have seen that at some time, some years ago. But... uh, was uh, whatever came of that, do you know? Well, you know, it's still one of those uh, debated subjects. Uh, That happened um, at a place called Oliver's Castle in the summer of 1996. And I was there, not at Oliver's Castle, but I was there in Wiltshire County. And um, one evening I went over to the Barge Inn, which used to be the big hangout place for crop circle people. And um, in came somebody bringing the videotape that had been taken early that morning of the balls of light, which you just mentioned, laying down a crop circle. And uh, it was put up on the uh, video and the television screen in the pub. And, oh, there must have been 30 or 40 of us there. Oh, so excited that, and because it certainly looks like two white glowing balls of light um, flying low over the field are actually uh, creating the crop circle. And after the first two sort of flew over the field and then disappeared behind a hedge at the far end of the field, then another two balls of light, same size, Uh, came over that formation that had been partly laid down and continued the pattern. And amazingly enough, the whole process of laying down that crop circle happened in seven seconds, Mm -hmm. only seven seconds. And it turned out to be a really lovely pattern, very even, very perfect, kind of like... Uh, spokes coming out of a a wheel or a central circle, a little bit like a stylized, simple snowflake would be another way to describe it. And that crop circle definitely had not been there the day or night before the young man uh, camping up on a hill over that field uh, grabbed his video camera and took the footage of those actually four balls of light making that crop circle. And there was such a short time between his taking the video footage and then getting it to the barge in to give to some of the researchers that there would not have been time, it's been estimated by various experts, there would not have been time for him to get all the way back by road to um, a laboratory, the closest one was in Bristol, in southwest England, and then to dub these balls of light in in such an expert way, and then to drive all the way back to the barge in by noon. Uh, So many special effects labs in England and Scotland 
and Holland and United States have analyzed that film. And they say, no, that could not possibly have been achieved with the technology they had then in 1996 in such a short period of time. So that still um, is an enigma. Um, Many of us feel that, yes, that must have been genuine footage of balls of light actually laying down that particular crop circle. And some people who are a little bit more skeptically inclined say, oh, that's got to have been dubbed in with Photoshop or something. But, you know, actually back in 1996, they didn't have those computer programs that anybody could have access to that they do now. Uh, So it's still being argued about. Although I think that the majority of people probably have concluded that that was real footage of a real event of those balls of light making that Mm -hmm. crop circle. It's very exciting to see. And whenever I've been with an audience and people have seen it, you hear these gasps going on. Oh, oh, my goodness. It's it's awe-inspiring. It is. Uh, it was a quite an amazing uh, scene. Uh, you know, uh, I uh, I wanted to uh, to give anyone who might be interested in uh, going on your uh, one of your tours uh, your telephone number. Uh, can you okay. give us that? I can. This is for the Crop Circle Tours, which I do every summer in England in crop circles. That's our main thing is we visit crop circles and some sacred sites. As well, like Stonehenge, we get special permission to go into the inner circle of Stonehenge, which the ordinary public cannot do. And we go to Avebury and other wonderful locations. Mostly, though, we visit these crop circles. My phone number in Southern California is 909-626-8332. And I'd like to point out my website, if that's all right. Sure. Uh, website has information about my crop circle book and about the crop circle tours. Other aspects I work uh, of work I do, including uh, regressions with people who've had extraterrestrial encounters. And the books can be ordered from that website. So that website is www.barbaralamb.com. L-A-M-B, M-F-T dot com. So I'll repeat that. Barbara Lamb, M-F-T dot com. So loads of information on there about both of these subjects and uh, the whole itinerary for the the tour as well. All right. Very good. Well, as usual, our uh, time is... uh just about come to the end, but um, I'd like to uh, thank you once again for uh, joining us on our crop circle discussion. It's been a fascinating uh, topic, and uh, as you say, it's uh, a mystery. Well, it is. It's a mystery and a very exciting one, and you know, we feel so fortunate that it's continuing year after year. It could be that it would have just happened for a few years and then stopped, but we're still having crop circles this year. We have about five in southern England that I'm aware of, and presumably they'll be keep happening in May and June and July and 
August and until the heal, fields are completely harvested uh, by usually the end of August or early September. So okay, well, very good. Well, continue. thank you once again for uh, for being with us today, Barbara. I very much oh, appreciate it. You're very welcome. It's a great pleasure. So, where does that leave us? Well, I would have to say that there are several different possibilities uh, for the cause of crop circles. Obviously, hoaxers create crop circles, but those aren't the genuine crop circles that Barbara was talking about. Personally, I would eliminate the helicopters. British or otherwise. And I cannot accept the fact that it's natural phenomenon because it's obviously has to do with geometry and mathematics. I then go to the possibility that, well, maybe they're interdimensional beings or spirits. In any case, these uh, crop circles are created by intelligent minds that control high technology. And by the way, you need to understand that crop circles were first reported in the 17th century in Hertfordshire, and they were called the Devil's Circles. So who knows? It's still a mystery.